0: What is up, party people? Welcome back to Saturdays and Seltzers, or welcome if you are new here. This week we have some early MLB thoughts, reactions to Kyrie's $50,000 fines for flipping off Celtics fans, and some hints for an upcoming show guest. So let's have a great week. Love you guys so much. Let's have a good one. Let's go. Saturday.
1: Yeah. Gonna talk a little bit, sip a little bit. Sarah. Kendra, I see you ladies, y'all know what time it is, Uh. looking like you just graduated, coming from a place that y'all gravitating, looking like a boss, I just had to say, I know you got the sauce, no
0: what is up, party people? No Welcome racist, back to Saturdays and Seltzers. My name is Kendra Middleton, and I am joined by my co-host Sarah Griffin. Sarah, how are we?
2: Just dandy. How are we?
0: I'm good. I actually have an apology that I'd like to make to our listeners.
2: You do? For what? I do.
0: Okay, I didn't tell you about this, so. I am actually so stupid and I, nobody said anything. I just was like thinking about it back. I actually had a really shitty take last week. I didn't realize how late it was or how early it was still before the playoffs. Like how much time is there is until like the NHL goes into the playoffs. For some reason, my mind automatically always assumes that the week the NBA goes into playoffs, NHL does too and when mm-hmm. we were talking about the Bruins last week I was like thinking that they needed they had like a little bit more pressure and the season still wasn't so long so I want to apologize I had a bad take last week talking about the Bruins injury like stuff kind of maybe need, being needed to be rushed I didn't realize how much time was left in the season I just for some reason in my mind every year NBA and NHL I feel like it's every other night that there's something but mm-hmm. this like the past two seasons have just been so strange
2: yeah I feel like it's hard for them to line up just because I know the NHL season, like this is probably the first year that I feel like things are feeling a little more normal. But yeah, yeah I agree. Usually it kind of does overlap, it feels like, and it does overlap eventually, but right now.
0: Yeah. So that was on me. I just didn't realize because the Sharks, I feel like have been so bad. I have only been watching like the Bruins in the big games. I feel like I just haven't been watching everything as much as I have with mm-hmm. basketball. And I just didn't even think about it. So I wanted to apologize. I respect people who podcast or reporters and stuff like that who can call themselves out. So I wanted to go ahead and get that out of the way. Um, If you are new here, we do a segment every week called high, low hero. So something good that happened to you as you're high, you're low, and then something unexpectedly good that happened to you, Sarah, what is your HLH this week while I finish my
2: lunch? Um, I have two highs. One was opening day, even though they lost, I had a great fucking time. And then also marathon Monday had great fucking time. I felt like shit all Tuesday. Like I was not well. Tuesday, but good times to be had. So those are my two highs. Where did you go? Because we didn't run into each other at all. I like was just at Fendlay Like we just kind of bar hopped around there. Got in there like super early. Actually, that kind of ties in with my hero. So me and Colleen, that's one of the girls I'm living with. She's from the town right over next to me. So we like took the train in super early that morning together. And We got there, and obviously it's Marathon Monday. Like, pretty much every street's, like, shut down. And we were going to take – because we got off at South Station, and, you know, the nearest green line is Copley. Copley was closed because of the marathon. And they're like, oh, just, like, walk. Just follow the Red Sox jerseys, whatever. We, like, looked, and it was, like, a 40-minute walk. And we're like, I'm not fucking doing that. Because also, we already started drinking and stuff. I'm like, no, I don't trust either of us to get us there. So we were like, oh, like, Uber. Because one, they'd be a hundred plus fucking dollars, and two, no streets are open. So you're just kind of like wandering around, like, I don't know what to do. And what you know how they have those biker guys who can like I have never ridden on one of those before. That was my first time, and we just took it and I was like, I want to transport myself this way every time. This is amazing. (laughs) How much was it? So it was tip based. We asked him, like, what's like, what do you pay? And he's like, tip me however much you want like on average people tip usually like 30 40 dollars so we tipped up 50 since it's marathon monday we went we went pretty far going from south station to fenway but we got there in less than 10 minutes it was nuts and like all the streets were closed too obviously so he was just like bolting down all the roads it did feel like a good tip over at one point but i'm like this is a nice adrenaline rush (laughs) for the morning (laughs) okay better than like a cup of joe oh yeah (laughs) hell yeah okay so that was Um, my
0: hero okay love it um my hlh my high was so the revs invited me out for like their red bull event for marathon monday at citrus and salt so i went and i brought my friend chrissy you know chrissy i feel like the podcast knows chrissy at this point shout out chrissy (laughs) she is just so herself and i love her so much but she like doesn't know sports really but she's trying like she is like a friend of mine who I will say like is super hard trying and I respect her for it but so at lunch it was like me her and then Josie Altador, who is like if you know soccer team USA like you or the revs like you know who he is and Chrissy had like a 30-minute conversation with him and when we left I was like did you did you know who that was and she was like no and I was like <laughs> that is so dope. (laughs) Like That is so dope. And it was my first marathon Monday. I think I finally kind of feel like a Bostonian. (laughs) So I feel like that's kind of cool. I don't know. Monday was good. Um, and there were so many good, like feel good stories that came out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just a cool day. And it was my first one. So I think that that's kind of, I feel, I feel like I live here. Aw, I know. Cute. Tender from me. Who, who would have thought? So that was my high, my low outside of Monday this week in general sucks for me. Like, I just, like, I, obviously, if you follow me on the internet, like my friend passed away three years ago this week. So it's like, well, not, she didn't pass away. She went into the hospital and then eventually passed away. So it's just like a weird week for me. And like Snapchat memories always pass up and I like, can't not look at them. Mm -hmm. Uh, So like, I know that's like terrible for my mental health, but like, we keep it real around here. So I just wanted to be like it's okay to like not be okay all the time. Um, I certainly am not okay this week. So I'm trying to prioritize myself. But with that, my life is a freaking mess because I'm leaving for Vegas in like five days and I'm trying to like get all this work done and pack and like all of that crap. So I don't know, traveling, especially when you know, you're going to be on camera a lot is just really stressful.
2: Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I know you feel that too. Oh yeah. i anytime I'm traveling, whether I'm on camera or not, I get stressed, like, yeah. very, very stressed.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, and, like, I can't talk about it yet, but a lot of really cool people are going to this, so I, like, I'm just so excited, but also so stressed, Um. and then my hero, I went to the House of Blues last Thursday with a bunch of my friends, and I'm not, like, a huge EDM fan, like, mm-hmm. I'll listen to it like I'll. I can enjoy any kind of music live, um, but I like don't really listen to it on my own unless I'm like mi- need like something like that for a video that I'm working on or something. Um, but I went to see Alice in Wonderland and I actually had a really good time. So I I expected to like have a fun time like it's a concert with your friends like it was my friend's birthday whatever but like I had like an unexpectedly good good time.
2: Well, that's good.
0: Yeah. So that was my HLH this week. Um, are you drinking anything?
2: No, I'm just having water.
0: Yeah, I <laughs> I ripped a bowl before the show because it's 421, <laughs> which is the day after 420. and we usually like, I don't know, do something for this show. So I was like, yeah, fuck it. Um, what else is new for me? Plus all of my girly friends that live close to me are coming over after we record and we're going for a sunset walk. So we're walking together, but someone's going to bring a joint or something. So I'm just pre-gaming the post game. Um, so that's my Thursday night other than watching basketball. Um, we have so much baseball stuff to talk about i feel like it's mostly red Sox. i don't really know where to start so i think i'm gonna start with the fuck Kyrie chants the relentlessness of them every <laughs> single night has been so funny um like you can even hear them
2: on the broadcast oh well we were sitting outside it was on monday i think we we're at casting flagging or something just sitting at one of the tables outside and you could perfectly hear it just as you're like sitting out there like clear as day the fuck Kyrie chants just and yeah it's not like super far or anything but still like everyone was like oh yeah like if you want street star chanting it, it was wild did you go to the game no mm,
0: you just hung out yeah um i feel like that probably would have been the play if i weren't going to citrus and salt i feel like just going down to fenway and like listening to the game and like chilling at a bar and posting up is perfect
2: Oh yeah, we just bar hopped all around there. We ended up staying at Cascade Flag in for a few hours. But I, cause I really wanted to go to the game. It was just like $130 just for bleachers. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'd rather just spend that on like
0: alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I know I want to talk about this. The fact that the Sox have lost the home opener. um, They lost on Marathon Monday and they lost on Jerry Remy night. That
2: sucks, but it's also concerning for me. See, I'm of, like, opposite. I do not – I'm not concerned. I'm not worried yet. You can go because I, like, have (laughs) – Yeah, see, my thoughts are, like, I feel –
0: like, obviously, I feel, like, I don't know if it's injury or if I don't know if it's mental, something wrong with Xander Bogarts, but I feel like it's the fact that, like, potentially – something is going on with their leader it just feels really off to me and it's like it doesn't matter what it is like it's something that's wrong with him and he's supposed to be like their leader I feel like they're not clutching up on clutch nights like sure they've won some games it's early in the year I don't think it's time to panic yet but that like lack of ability to clutch up at a lot of points this season is where I'm kind of like something just feels off and it's like don't be wrong not freaking out yet obviously last season they weren't great in the beginning of the year either they made the playoffs because of that second half of the season push but it's just the vibe or like the energy around the team to me just feels like something is missing
2: see I forget who I was listening to talk to it wasn't a Red Sox player it was some someone else I think it was a reliever but he's like I don't think people are like factoring just how much that delayed spring training start is he was like especially for pitching that I know obviously it takes a while for them to rev back up. He's like, but also for the bats, like you had your shortened spring training and you're just thrown into games right off the bat. Your season's delayed, you know, especially these older guys get so used to that routine of everything. And I was looking into it because I was kind of like, I feel like the Red Sox bats are starting to finally warm up now. I, as of recently, I think Xander's 10 for 23 in his last at bat. So I feel like he's slowly getting back up there. You know, he had that one bad, really bad game, especially defensively. And then he came out and hit like a two-run bomb or something the next game. And I feel like he knows he's still kind of competing for that shortstop position now, especially with Trevor Story. And there's that whole narrative all on the side. So I'm sure that's definitely something that's weighing on him in that aspect. But then also like Kike, I feel like kind of had like a slow start and now he's already at like six doubles, home run, single. He's starting to find his way. Verdugo looks really good, Devers is Devers, he always looks good, and like JBJ, he's obviously one of the streakiest hitters in the game, but I feel like he's starting off at a really high point for him, at least, to the point where I'm like, okay, again, like, it is still so early, they did have that whole, like, delay, I'm not so worried, like, I'm not, even, like, the game's like, okay, like, Marathon Monday, like, yeah, it sucks they lost, but I'm like, this is, like, what, their, like, fifth home game they've played, so I'm just, like, for them, it almost feels like we're in, like, the first week of April in t- their mind. So I'm like, whatever. I won't be that worried. I don't know. As of right now, the only concern I really have is, I think, starting pitching taking a little longer than I wanted to to warm up. But again, like, that, I wish I could remember what pitcher was saying it. But he was like, yeah, like, people don't realize how much that impacted us. He's like, especially as pitchers. And the only one I think, like, out of the starting rotation that i really be like, uh, is Nick Pavetta. And his last start, I feel like after his second inning, like, the velocity was back up, and he just looked a lot more himself. Like, obviously, opening day was super unfortunate for him, and that sucked to watch. But again, you have to get the duds out of the way, and I feel like they're still just kind of figuring things out, finding their footing. So I am like, whatever. And I did end up looking at the Red Sox, like, offensive stats I think they're slugging like 377 like the Giants are like 372 and I feel like okay that's like around a good place for both those clubs and like the Red Sox lineup especially the bottom of the lineup I know we said it last week like they're they're tough to watch a little bit but I think it's starting to come together.
0: See I like your point about the delay but my my issue here is like we've gotten to maybe this point where things are warming up right? But now because of the team's vaccination status or lack thereof, COVID is now going through the team again. And it's like, it's early in the season for that because now people and their, um, what is it? Immunity is like 90 days or whatever. And that concerns me, but it's the fact that also who they have to play and who they have to get through coming up. It's like, they're about to go to Toronto where we know there's issues with vaccine status and on top of that the Yankees all got vaccinated in preparation to go to Toronto so it's like now here we are where things are finally you know looking up at a point where you have to go to Toronto and you have to play the Blue Jays who are obviously a great team now this and it's like that's that's that just kind of plays into that concern for me but I I do understand your point about the delay for sure
2: yeah and with the vaccine thing the only person that really concerns me in regards to that right now that we know of is Tanner Houck obviously they already said he's not gonna make his scheduled start he's not vaccinated Chris Dale we don't have to worry about because he's not coming back anytime soon but like Xander JD all those guys that last season no one was really quite sure I know they're all vaccinated so I guess it's just Tanner Houck and whoever else I'm guessing it's probably gonna be a couple more pitchers if anything it yeah. seems like pretty much the whole lineup is all set in that aspect, which is good because, like I said, the bats seem to finally be starting to come together and come to life there. But, yeah, I feel like it's kind of hard for the pitching to get into groove if not everyone can be performing when you're going to be playing the Blue Jays however many times a season, considering they're in the AL East. yeah.
0: I, yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be weird to see how it shakes out. Like, I I mean, unfortunately, I hate to be one of those people that plays into like the new reality, whatever. But it's like, it it's just another season where that's something that people have to think about. And it's just, I don't know. We'll see. um I am trying to read through our notes and see if we have anything else Red Sox related. Did you have anything um, else you want to talk about?
2: No, I think the only other thing I really had Red Sox related was, Oh, the bullpen, I think, is still in audition mode. I'm really not taking pretty much any performance there. I'm kind of taking it with a grain of salt. The only person that's really stood out to me is Phillips Valdez. He's been great. His ERA is still zero. I think he's pitching right now, actually. I think he's looked really good to earn himself a permanent spot because last year he was very much up and down now. I think he ended the season permanently in Buster. I think he's making a good name for himself. Matt Barnes still is... Oh, also, actually, speaking of the Red Sox live, I feel like their biggest issue, like hitting-wise, it's not even hitting, it's they cannot draw walks for the life of them and they need to figure out discipline at yeah. the because it's painful to watch. Mm-hmm. Yep, I have That's my that biggest, as well. That's my biggest complaint, I think, actually, with them is they yeah. cannot draw fucking walks.
0: Yeah, 100%. I feel it. Like, yeah, I agree with you, especially Devers has been in a few of those situations that I've been like, that was tough. Um so yeah oh we want to talk about the Orsillo thing um I have very mixed feelings about this I I feel I don't I I want to know your thoughts before I tell you
1: mine
2: I mean mine I feel like it's probably the same as to what a lot of people on like Red Sox Twitter is just because I grew up watching Jerry and Don like we have like pictures of him in our houses. Like we have the bobblehead and stuff. Like that's how I remember Red Sox baseball. And when I think of Jerry Remy, like, yeah, it's been years now since he ever called a game with Don, but that was like peak, like they were the best, the best, like the funniest, like some of the funniest moments. And Don obviously is killing it out in San Diego, but it's not like he's completely disregarded the Red Sox, but I think they've disregarded him. You know, it was, such a huge thing when Nessen let him go and that was not well perceived like it was honestly there's people as upset if I'm more like with the Mookie situation with Don Orsillo and I completely understand that and I looked into it today just to kind of like see what the whole story was and obviously he couldn't be there because he's with the Padres and they were like no like we still want you a part of this and so he sent the Red Sox the video and they, I guess, just like didn't respond. And then Sam Kennedy came out this morning and was like, oh no, we just didn't have enough time. It's like, okay, yeah. you do yeah. like, you make time for Don or because when people think Jerry Remy, they think Don or Those yep. the two go with each other. And that's how a lot of people were raised on those two. So,
0: yeah, that was, so that was going to be my point is that when I think about, jerry remy that's what i think about even as like an outsider Mm -hmm. um but i did see the socks like i don't know what her title is like but it's like the top of like their pr department tweeted something today about how it just they originally weren't planning on doing videos or something like that and then they wound up doing it and it wasn't that they didn't invite him but he wasn't available which is because of his job with the padres because you guys fired him so it's like, I don't know. Do I think that they should have to make it a time he's available? No. So like, I could see how so- like people on the outside from what I've seen, not on Red Sox Twitter is like people say he might be like overreacting a little bit, but I'm like, I don't know. I think that I think that Nessen needed to tuck their tails for a minute. And I know that that's probably going to bite me in the ass for saying, but that's how I feel.
2: See, I was talking with a couple of my friends today about it and we're like, the red sox you know are going to twist it whatever way they want you are never like when it comes down to the red sox like front office and all that versus don Orsillo. there is not a single person i know who's not going to pick don Orsillo. like live or die by him like that's just how it is they can come up with any excuse in the book not one person's gonna believe it and even if we did we're like fuck you don't care like you fucked us over already by letting don go and now you're fucking him over again On a night that's paying tribute to broadcast partner and a good friend, so. Yep.
0: Yeah, I yeah, that's tough. I would hate. I would. I would. That would hurt my feelings. Yeah. That would hurt my feelings, and I am (laughs) woman enough to say it, baby. Um, what do we want to talk about next? We have so much baseball stuff. Um. Shohei Otani is just really cool. Like I, we talk about him all the time, but like he just keeps doing stuff that's like cool. And I'm like, he's so cool.
2: I agree. He is so cool.
0: I love him. Like he, yeah. and he's just, he's just so cute. Okay. I don't know if I talked about this on the show or not yet. I didn't know that if you play MLB the show, you have to have him, you you don't get to like take him as a pitcher and a hitter. You have to take him as like the, like either.
2: Yeah, see, that's one of the few video games I have actually played, and I was pissed about that when I first realized it.
0: Yeah, so I, like, that was crazy. I didn't know that, and I was like, that's how cool he is. Like, that's, (laughs) I just love him. Um, I don't know, we can talk, yeah, I don't know, what do you want to talk about? Oh, I do want to, like, rag on the Red Sox broadcast the other night because I was listening to it and Eck was making fun of the Giants last season because he like didn't he like said something about the amount of wins they had or whatever and Mm. got corrected I could like hear him like adjust himself in his year someone told him how many wins they actually had he was like 107 the Giants no way and I was just like oh come on man like come on so that was
2: a little bit of a stab in the heart um (laughs) you have some Yankee stuff you want to talk about uh yeah it was announced today the Yankees letter is going to be made public um, basically, this is a whole thing that's, I want to say, it's been going on for the last year or now. I guess it's some letter that, like, is detailing, like, all this, like, cheating the Yankees were supposedly doing over the last few years. And somehow it's been just, like, kept under wraps because their legal department. I don't know. It's been this whole big thing. And I know at this point now, I've seen some Yankee say, like, good, let it out. Like, what the fuck? So these people can stop holding it over our heads, saying we're cheaters when no one knows what's in it. I'm not mm. gonna have like crazy high standard. I don't think it's gonna be some bombshell. I'm sure it'll have some interesting things, but at the same point, I'm like, I'm a Red Sox fan. They've been in two cheating scandals now in the last like 10 years alone. Yeah. If the Yankees came out as cheating, I'm not like sure I'll clown on them a little bit, but I'm like fucking save I don't know. Unless it's like some insane thing like the Astros cheating scandal where it's like a salaber thing, which I don't think it is the Yankees have not won a world series so clearly it's not working for him yeah I don't know I think it'll be interesting to see I think it's weird how this whole thing's kind of just been like held up in the air is the Yankees letter that no one knows what's in it like that's very weird to me and that it's all of a sudden becoming public in seven days
0: (laughs) yeah um all right anything else
2: oh just this isn't like anything like big Joey Votto I don't know if you follow him on TikTok and like social media and whatnot he has been on fire this season on TikTok, especially. But so he met Joe Burrow recently because obviously, you know, he plays for Cincinnati. And he, I guess, asked Joe Burrow, like, oh, like, do you want to be my TikTok? And Joe Burrow was like, are you a little old to be on TikTok? No. <laughs> Which is hilarious. No. Miles just looks his social media is hilarious. You should follow him on TikTok. It's really funny. Okay, it's good follow and he's him. marketing himself so well. And I feel like a lot of people are now not getting into baseball, but like he's now a player that more people know because he's all over TikTok and like I'm doing gonna all these find funny right things. Now. And he's hanging out with Joe Pearl after the game.
0: Okay. So actually I you're gonna hate me for this. Um, I, that actually hurts my feelings on Joe Burrow's part, because, like, TikTok's really cool, you old fart.
2: Oh, no. I feel like he was just, like, clowning because Joey Bono does look super, not super old, but, like, he was, like, all right, man. They took, like, a picture together and stuff. Like, it was cute, but, like, I feel like Joe Burrow also just isn't a social media guy at all
0: you the only one that like when you want to learn how to do something or need to know something you look it up on tiktok instead of youtube now see i never was a big youtube person so i always just go to tiktok anyways mm, okay yeah i feel like whenever i need to know something like i'd
2: always go to youtube and now i go to tiktok yeah you can type anything it's tiktok it just pops right up and it's less than three minutes i'll take that's it that's the thing i'm like it keeps my attention span that's why i don't do well with youtube it will be like 10 minute videos I'm like no yeah i can't do I'm it not, no
0: um all right cool I have a couple NFL things I want to talk about but I I think you might have seen most of these so that's let's go
2: did you (laughs) see Marshawn Lynch driving the Zamboni oh I got an email the other day at work and it was literally just titled Macklemore and Marshawn Lynch there is no other context to it (laughs) and I like that was the email I woke up to and I was like hello I'm like, what is this? And then, yeah, it was something about like, oh, they're now investors the team. And then I went on Twitter and I saw the Zamboni video.
0: It was, I, he is my favorite NFL player of all time. Like no questions asked, my favorite. He's, I, funny. he's so funny. Like, the, like, I just love his personality. The videos of him after he got fined $100,000 for skipping media day to go to Chick-fil-A are <laughs> my favorite thing in the whole world. Um, so yeah, if you haven't seen that, it was iconic. Go watch it. Um, also speaking of Joe Burrow, did you see him in the background of those wedding (laughs) photos? If you haven't seen this, Joe Burrow was in the background of this couple's like wedding photo shoot, like golfing and just was very blatantly just obviously
2: there and did not care. And it was so funny. No, he really wasn't. Because I saw the TikTok and yeah, it was like, he was close too. Like, I know. Super close. I'm like, like in the photos, I
0: 100%.
2: I'd be like, good in here. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um,
0: I wonder if they knew that it was him though.
2: If someone is filming and like zooming in,
0: like they yeah. must have been
2: made aware of it at some point.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, I feel like I would rip my marriage certificate in half and just run over there.
2: Oh, I'd be like, get the fuck off me. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, I don't know this guy. Uh, like a photo shoot just for like for a magazine.
0: <laughs> um, that's definitely what I would do. Um, so yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. I saw that Debo Samuel once out of San Francisco. Um, Jacksonville fans have been freaking out trying to come up with every which way possible. We could- afford this man and I'm like listen it's not gonna happen like it's not happening we it's just it's I would love if it did and I will eat my shoe if I'm wrong I would literally like gladly but it's not happening but I could see him in our beloved city of our beautiful beloved (laughs) city Philadelphia. Ah, uh, the city of brotherly love. Bring it. L- in.
2: <laughs> literally our favorite place on earth. The Eagles.
0: <laughs> I, what is, like, we talk about Philly every week somehow. I just, and we could probably be besties with Joel and Bede. Like, I just, it gets better and better every day.
1: Like,
0: what's stopping
2: us? I don't know. <laughs> and it seems affordable. Like. I know, I've been yeah. studying it because those tiktok apartments i'm like i think i'm on philly tiktok yes now, now i'm on philly tiktok like you need to go to this bar and like like why am i seeing them? i was like okay bookmark just kidding. and you love the strippers in philly i do what's not to love <laughs> <laughs> i just like i'm like we should just we'll send it I'm like, we we honestly just get like an Airbnb for a month and just like live in Philly for the month. Why do
0: I want to do that? <laughs> That'd be so fucking fun. What's the best time of year in Philly? Someone let us know. I yeah, feel like we okay. should
2: go when football season happens. Yes.
0: We should go in like October because it's football, baseball, and hockey at the same yes. And bas- and preseason basketball. We could just knock it out. Yeah, And there's lots of colleges in Philly. We could go watch college lacrosse. Perfect. Oh <laughs> my God. Wow. Okay. We're moving to Philly. Sold <laughs> for a um, month. Yep. We're going to do it. Yeah. Is that, oh, so just wanted to say, I feel like the Jaguars, I have some tea. I need to tell you that I can't talk about on the air yet. Mm-hmm. So remind me because of this to tell you later slash Tyler actually Tyler when you're editing this text us and I will spill this tea but I want to talk about the Jags draft because so much has changed and so many people are saying so much different shit I feel like we're gonna take Trayvon Walker and I'm kind of upset about it I would rather take less of a project in someone and oh Tyler and I are gonna do a draft show next week at some time probably a tequila
2: Tuesday um oh when's the pll draft i don't think they've announced it yet it should be coming up within the next month though
0: that okay what if we made next week like draft week
2: we could have the only thing i don't want to like oh yeah, yeah yeah you're right you're
0: right yes okay how about if we might have a guest next week that's pretty exciting um for a lot of our fans um well, most of you, some of you, anyways. Um, okay. If that knock on wood doesn't work out or we wind up doing it the week after, what if, hi Mackie, what if we could get Mackie on and you guys could do our regular show for the PLL draft. Okay. And Tyler and I could do a tequila Tuesday for the NFL draft. Down. Because I'll be in Vegas. Yeah. So if we, I think we just found our solution.
2: I'm like, obviously all pending
0: on. Yes. Yes. Tea piping hot. Actually, I'm going to post this clip on our socials because I want people to guess who we might be having on. And the thing is, is that you know why nobody will get it right. And I know why nobody will get it right. But I know why our fans will be excited. (laughs) So there's your hints. Take a guess draft week next week, right here on SNS, Tyler texts me as well. And let's pick a day. Tyler sent me a Snapchat yesterday of his draft notes. And I have to say our intern is bussin', <laughs> certified bussing also Tyler and I are going to Vegas. Please pray for us with all of my friends. I keep telling everyone that like intern Tyler is coming and they're so excited. Everyone's like, holy shit, like the infamous intern Tyler. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, "The All right. intern Tyler, the intern Tyler. Um, so anyways, I guess we can just go ahead and start talking about lacrosse right here. Cause we're talking about lacrosse already. Um, I saw lots of retirements going on and I see that you have them in our notes.
2: Yeah. So now this is the 14th retirement since last season, which that's fucking insane. I can't Jordan count Wolf- that high. Jordan Wolf is retiring after a seven-year professional career. Um, he was at the Chrome. I think we've mentioned a few times the Chrome. Like, obviously, they have the top pick. They finished last, last season. They missed the playoffs. So, I am very interested to see what their approach is going to be with the draft because they have, like, holes and gaps everywhere now. And they're up. Yes. Um Welcome back to another edition
0: of me raising my hand. I don't want to forget this and I know you're going to keep ranting, but I'm just going to say it now. I'm officially a Chrome fan. PLL certified team. I'm locked. I feel like I was never, I can't be a Whipsnakes fan. They're too cool. I need to wait for the Chrome to be good. And the Jaguars have the first pick and they have the first pick and both of their uniforms are really cool. So
2: I'm officially locked in. On I Chrome. Crows have a sick uniform and helmet. So that's yep. your pick
0: yep all right I'm that's it I'm sold my loyalty forever has now been given the end anyways continue
2: I feel like if they're smart they'll go about the way Ben Rubar did with the Atlas because the Atlas kind of had not that they had a ton of retirements or anything but they had like an older roster and that was when like Paul Rabel was still on there and then he went to the cannons and again, like they had this roster that was built, like looking like it should be like super successful. And they just didn't have that success. And he kind of just went like clean slate, got a bunch of young guys in there, you know, now they got Jeff Teat, Jake Carraway. And then you still have guys like Eric Law to balance that all out. You know, then the Trevor Baptiste, who's already one of the best, like, if not the best in the league, he won face off guy last year. and, they just were, they came so close in what a year, not it was like a rebuild year for them, but no one expected them to make a huge playoff run. And they were just one one away from going to the championship game. I had them in the championship over the chaos, actually. And I still, I think I said that they are my pick for this year for the championship. But I feel like the Chrome, they do have kind of a different situation going on because their roster, it's not like they had a billion superstars on it or anything. They had a very strong roster, but again, it was older. And now they're without a lot of those guys. So I feel like if they take that approach of kind of like creativity with the young guys, then it worked for the Atlas. Fuck it. Why won't it work for the Chrome? Okay. That's I how I see that. about that. But I will say it's insane Out of those 14 retirements over the last season just like how many like of those are such big names between like him, Paul Rabel, Kyle Harrison, you know, all guys like that. It's weird, wild. On the same note, kind of pertaining to PLL draft, they put out a ranking of the top five goaltenders for the PLL draft. And I was a little upset, as I know, many people on lacrosse Twitter were. Brett Dobson, who we talked about last week, was ranked number four? No, no, no. Okay, no. I'm like I no. I've seen people say it. They're like, I've talked to some people and they're like, he is maybe number two. They're like, but easily he's number one. Like he is the obvious number one choice. I don't know what stats someone is looking at to look at and be like, all right number four. And I know I shouldn't read much into this, but, so like, this is just straight up disrespectful, okay? And, like, Owen McElroy for Georgetown is great, too, and he's a lovely, lovely goaltender. I think the two are very close to number one, but the season Fred Dobson is having, he is number one, okay? <laughs> I just wanted go. to get that out there. <laughs> Hi, hey.
0: I feel you, sister. I don't, but, like, there you go. I respect the grind and the rant as always.
2: Um,
0: I see we have. Oh, should we talk about Jeff T first?
2: We'll start with Jeff T. So for NLL, another great weekend for the boy. <laughs> I think wonder boy. I think he pretty much has rookie of the year locked up now at this point Ask because you. it was super super close between him, Reed Bowring. Patrick Dodds, but then after that game against the bandits, I I remember I wrote in Team of the Week last week, I was like, if that wasn't kind of like sealing the deal for rookie of the year, I think it's pretty much one step away. Now he had another 10-point game. He had the goal-winning game-winning goal, three goals, seven assists. Again, it was against Rochester, who's also at the bottom. But he's just nuts. And he makes it look so fucking easy and effortless. I'm like, hmm. To be talented. <laughs> to and be Jeff T.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you have in our notes that Halifax hasn't clinched yet and that they play the Riptide this weekend. So he also has an opportunity to earn some clout there.
2: That is true, yeah. So Halifax hasn't clinched yet and the Swimmer right in their heels. And Halifax, I think, are on a – or no, they did recently win a game. I'm like, who is on a five-game losing streak? Oh, the Seals, but we'll get to that. But yeah, Halifax just has not looked great. They're, they're in the playoffs. They're not going to go very far based off of what I've seen. But I would love to see the Swarm playoffs. I just like their roster. And obviously, I love Lyle Thompson. And any chance at watching him play playoffs uh, lacrosse, I would love to see. But so Halifax is playing in the Riptide. But then the Swarm is playing Panther City. Panther City is still holding on for that playoff contention in the Western Division. They were almost out of it last week. I think if they lost the game last week, then that would have been it. But they pulled out the win. I think Phil Caputo had like three, four goals, like something nuts. He like carried their offense there. So they're still holding on. Um, The Roughnecks obviously clinched. They're a fucking unit. Um, they, they're the team that went over a month without playing for a while. So no one yeah. really knew what to expect. They've won like five in a row now, I think they look really good. Plus they have Zach Courier, who is one of the best, of the best, if not the best player in the league right now, just in general, not just on any specific position, like literally in general. And then the seals who were at the top and like dominating the Western conference for so long are now at number two, the man number one, and they've lost their last Five games, which is tough. They're playing Saskatchewan this weekend in Saskatchewan. I think it had, like, obviously they've already clinched playoffs, whatever, but now it's a matter of, like, okay, like, do we get home field advantage? Like, what's the momentum we're coming in right now into playoffs? Like, imagine going into playoffs having lost, like, six, seven games in a row. <laughs> yeah,
0: you can't. You- we talk about all the time needing to be like in certain sports when you can peak and when you need to be peaking and if you can peak twice in a season and it's absolutely possible but like you cannot go into a playoff series with that mentality at all like I don't care what sport it is you cannot
2: and for so long it was like oh it's going to be a bandit seals championship game like and a lot of people the seals is their favorite I'm like if it is a bandit seals I'm taking the bandit 10 million times out of 10 million times. Like, just the way those seals have looked right now. Their offense, I think, have just been very quiet. They had that offensive explosion for weeks, and they looked so good. And, like, they have very good goaltending. But I think it really is just their offense has kind of, like, gone to sleep a little bit. And it's been pretty close games for the most part. But they've just been, like, blowing the lead. That's the other thing. Like, they'll finally catch up and then just give it back away. So, this is a must win for them and I think they kind of just have to win this one and keep that momentum rolling on out because they are not near as scary as they were like even a month ago yeah it's true
0: lots of seasons starting to wind down um anything else about lacrosse
2: nope that's all I got
0: um all right cool yeah speaking of seasons winding down um NHL obviously things are starting to get a little crazy i have in our notes that i feel like these uh, do you feel like the playoffs have just
2: like a weird feeling this year i feel like the first round does i feel like honestly all the like best matchups are going to be the first round just based off of what they look like right now
0: yeah i feel like it like it it's starting to shape like we're gonna have kind of like a new face as a champion in my opinion
2: god i fucking hope so because i like think back to last year and like Cause I feel like NHL playoffs are always wild. Like they're the hardest, it's the hardest cup to win, whatever. But I'm like the fucking Montreal Canadians were in the finals last year. And like, now you look at just the first round matchups alone this year, they're fucking insane. Like it's, I, I don't think it'll be the lightning this year. I hope I to either. God that no. just because there are way too many teams that are powerhouses that have consistently looked so much better than the lightning this year.
0: Yep. Um, we both have some Bruins' notes, so I guess we can start there. I think our uh, I know that the Bruins are getting healthier as they approach the playoffs. But like I just I'm just still something is not right for me. Swayman obviously hasn't looked great in my opinion in the la- in the last few weeks. Um I know that he's playing tonight and Omar's supposed to be back Saturday. Yeah. So that's, that's huge there. Um, I just, I don't know. Something feels right. I know that you have in the notes about the power play, which I also think is a problem. There's just people that I feel like need to be contributing to this team who are not. And I wish that maybe some of the younger guys would get a shot as we get a little bit closer. Things are, they're obviously going to be playing in the postseason at this point. Seeding does matter, but I wish some of these
2: younger guys were kind of being pushed a little harder. I think the like line that's really stood out to me is that fourth line does not get enough credit I don't think they give up the offensive production that's the Bruins need right now but it's like the little things they're doing and then also like Nick Foligno Mark McLaughlin and Curtis Lazar I feel like they've been kind of the heart of this team the last couple weeks because the top line like I know Marshawn said this morning he's like I have not been performing the way I wanted to which like I like honestly have not really super noticed that just because he is such a strong player and that I'm not really like oh he needs to be contributing more like I'm like okay I know he's going to figure it out. Like, I don't know. He's not someone I'm concerned with. The second line has definitely been tough to watch without Pasternak. Just like Mm -hmm. the power play has been atrocious without him. Defense is still my biggest concern. I'm glad that Lindholm's practicing. You know, Carlo got back pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. That was good. Um, Allmark's practicing again. All three of those guys, like Pasta, Lindholm, Allmark, all are near return, it sounds like which is going to be huge, I think, for the power play, not just because of pasta, but also Lynchholm was becoming a big part of that power play unit, too. Yeah. but He was just they're... starting
0: to, like, find his feet, and then...
2: Yeah, so I feel like that sucked, and now their power play is, like, 0 for 25 on their last opportunities, yeah. and I, like, looked it up earlier today. I wish there was a way that I could have just, like, looked, like, just the last, like, few games or whatever. They're 21.36% on the power play, so, like, middle of the pack, But I feel like I especially saw it now that we've played the Blues twice in the last week and they're number two in the league. The Bruins power play is the problem. And you cannot go into the playoffs with your power play unit looking like that. Again, you'll have Pasta back. You'll have Lindholm back. That's huge. That's going to make a big difference. But I'm like, you should not suffer that much on the power play with the man advantage just because you're missing those two guys. And I did hate on the ESPN broadcast, like, well, they're missing Krug. Like, I know it was because of the Blues, but not the, like, Krug was their quarterback and they've been missing him, like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that's been two, like, two years now. They've figured it out. Like, I have never been like, oh, uh, this power play's lacking Tory Krug. We had Charlie McAvoy. Charlie McAvoy's done a great job coming into that role. I like, yeah, in the beginning, I was like, oh, I, we really need Tory Krug back. I'm like, it has nothing to do with fucking Tory Krug. Like, just in general, right now, Obviously, injuries has a lot to do with it, but I'm like, Charlie McAvoy cannot do everything for you, and you need to be converting on those man advantages.
0: McAvoy's back has to be Harden, because this <laughs> team is on it. Like, this
2: poor fucking, like, <laughs> like he did that post-game interview the other night after he had the overtime goal, and he was, like, up against the wall, like, couldn't even see him. I'm like, yeah, he's probably tired like he's on the ice for like 30 plus minutes every night more than anyone else now you're gonna make the poor kid go out three on three he's like fuck it I'll do it myself which I will say Jake DeBrus that was a great feed Jake DeBrus has someone that's still been performing I love him like god bless I am very glad that we still what the hell uh, I'm very glad that I'm sorry I got like a super weird text then and... all right anyways <laughs> um that like threw me off okay <laughs> but yeah i'm concerned about the broods power play i guess we'll see what it looks like with Possum Lintholm come back yeah um
0: yeah i have nothing to say about the sharks so <laughs> i guess we can move on there's as there's tons of postseason stuff i do before we talk about everything else the only other thing that i wanted to note was that Ovechkin goal the other night where he was just fucking sitting at the
2: back of the net waiting for that feed was insane oh he's fucking insane that actually kind of ties it to I put that there's like a lot of records broken in the list last week like it's been a nuts week in the NHL so he last night had his 50th goal it was his second goal of the game I only this because that was the game I was on last night and it was on till like fucking 1 a.m. But it was Vegas Capitals he his second goal of the game was his 50th goal of the season that's his ninth season now that he's had 50 goals which ties him for best in the entire league like ever with Gretzky and Bossy so that's pretty fucking cool and I am yeah. sure he's going to break that record and own it for himself yeah. very soon in the next couple of years I don't see him slowing down anytime soon no
0: I see him having like obviously I he's a better player in my opinion than Yarmir Yager but I could see him having like a Yarmir Yager like career where even when he's done he like goes to Europe and it just still plays
2: yeah I saw someone <laughs> it was on some like young kid on hockey center was like Alex Ovechkin's 36 I thought this guy was like 50 the whole time he looked so old Eek! <laughs> Which ah! I'm, like, I guess if you're like super young yeah you probably wouldn't know like that but i'm like he does look old he does (laughs) he does like come on put some respect on his name there
0: he does um i saw that you wanted to talk about kale mccarr too this is some exciting news
2: yeah so kale mccarr now holds the avalanche franchise records for defenseman in a season he reached 83 points the other day beating steve dushenzie from 1993 we fucking love Cam Car here. I actually just ordered a Cam Car jersey a couple of weeks ago. It's coming nice. soon. I'm very excited. But all hail Cam Car. He just does everything right. He's good at everything, and he's just a cute little bean.
0: <laughs> he is so cute.
2: I know we talk about him all the
0: time, but like I just, he's so adorable, and like he's fun to watch. He's really good. Like I. I, I understand why and we talk about the young kids on hockey Twitter all the time, but I understand why they are so in love with him.
2: Oh yeah. I feel like that's when I connect most with those young kids that like say something about Kilm car. I'm like so true, mm-hmm. Queens. <laughs> so true, besties. So and true. I actually I ordered a Kilmost car sticker that I have on my laptop right now. But the girl, like I ordered it over Redbubble and she messaged me. And she's like, I think I follow you on Twitter. And I was like, oh really? She was like, Yeah. You tweet about Kilmakar a lot. So, like, this makes sense. <laughs> that is so
0: funny. I Did you post that somewhere?
2: You should have. That's hilarious. And you want to blow up her spot or anything. Because I didn't know. Oh. Like, I feel like a lot of them use different names or, like, don't mm. put their picture on there. Yeah.
0: Oh, cute. I love that. But yeah, I was like, oh. That's a cute little moment. Um, oh, I'm trying
2: to read through anything else before we talk about matchups. Uh, just, I had a couple more, just, like, because it was, like, crazy with the records. Uh, Johnny Goudreau became the fifth player in Flames history, reached 600 points. He hit career-high goal number 37 this season. He is a main reason that I, like, people were clowning on me a couple months ago. I was like, Flames could make a serious Stanley Cup push. Like, shut the fuck up. They would not beat the Panthers. Yes, they would. They absolutely could. This roster, they beat the fucking, granted, it was the Coyotes. I don't care who your opponent is nine to
1: one
2: nine to one <laughs> any team that could do that to any other and I know the Coyotes we like joke like I mean they're barely an NHL team but still <laughs> hey I'm a Jaguars fan watch it um I will say Nick Ritchie had the one goal for the Coyotes I was like as my king should that and I'm a Chrome
0: case. fan now so I <laughs> take that personally and I like the sharks. What the fuck? It's just a personality trait. I have shitty teams.
2: Well, you like the Bucks. They're good. Finally. Yeah. It only
0: took my entire life. I love when people are like, oh yeah, you're a Bucks fan. I'm like, brother, let me tell you the other teams I support. Okay. Suck my ass.
1: <laughs>
0: um, well, on the,
2: I was oh, gonna go say on the category of nine to one games. Uh the NHL set a record this weekend and I joked I was like they are juicing the pucks because I feel like more (laughs) goals are being scored this season than I've ever seen before and this just proved it when the NHL like stats account doing this there's 153 goals last week 102 on Saturday 51 on Sunday I had two games on Saturday that were both seven to four both games ended seven to four I'm like that's a weird hockey score okay uh, then the next day I had the Blues Predators game which ended eight to three the Blues put up seven goals in the second period and I'm looking like, obviously like that was the most goals that's ever been scored in a weekend in NHL history no shit nine <laughs> <9-1 game, laughs> one like, game in one day <laughs> you're like I know are you guys doing to those pucks I'm, i'm sorry conspiracy just like when the like, baseballs are juiced pucks are juiced hockey bettors start taking the over that's the consensus here especially um, with the flames always take the over with the flames in the look at us
0: with the betting advice yes <laughs> bitch um <laughs> uh the number one betting podcast in mexico right here um yeah okay any yeah connects connects you want to yes. talk about this too and then we'll get yes. into our playoff matchup stuff
2: so connects making the last minute playoff push there are four points off of the second wild card spot that dallas is in right now vegas is trailing dallas by two points fuck vegas fuck the golden knights fuck jack eichel and i love that now people are like twisting like is jack eichel the problem yes i have Jack, jack eichel eichel and i am twisting this into the jack eichel conundrum like He left the Sabres. The Sabres are more fun to watch than they ever have been in years now. And now he's – well, actually, Eichel's been pretty good Golden Knights, I will say. I'll give it to him. But the Golden Knights, they already need every single point they could get. Last night they went to overtime at the Capitals and, like, the broadcast. Because I was listening to the Vegas broadcast, like, they need two points. We can't just take one. Like, we need every bit. I was like, fuck you, Vegas. They did end up winning either two points. But, I'm like, I want them to miss it so bad and I would love to see the Canucks in the playoffs I know as a Bostonian I'm not supposed to like the Canucks I love this team I a lot of it is I love Quinn Hughes I love Thatcher Demko but I want to see them in the playoffs so fucking bad and also the Canucks have one of the best fan bases their fans are fucking hilarious and I just would much rather see them in the Golden Knights in there and the yeah. stars I'm just kind of like indifferent to like Tyler Sagan, whatever. I don't know. I do love Jake Ottinger. I love Jake Ottinger. I love Jake Ottinger. We've
0: <laughs> talked about him before too. I yes. l- you saw I just parked up. I was like, he, I love him. He's so cute. Um, I love him. Um, I guess we can talk about yeah, playoff stuff now. I have the like projected matchups in front of me. Um I, I see that you have your two favorites in the notes.
2: Yes. My two favorite matchups as they stand right now is the Minnesota Wild versus the St. Louis Blues. The Blues, I think, have beat the Wild now like three times this season. They've seen each other three times. The Blues are a very good team. They're a very different team than they were in 2019. I just, I love the Wilds. I love Kirill Kaprizov. He's one of my favorite players in the league. I would love to see them make a significant push. And I think their toughest competition as of right now is that opening series, like, Against the Blues, so I think that'll be a very, very good playoff matchup. And then also New York Rangers versus Pittsburgh Pir- Pirates, Pittsburgh Penguins. I <laughs> won. <laughs> two. Big baseball girls. I was in the baseball hockey's all mixed in the other day. I said the Red Sox were playing the Red Wings, so <laughs> I said something
0: like that recently too. And I was just like, I need to stop watching so many fucking sports
2: yeah. <laughs> in one day. <laughs> but yeah i'm like okay rangers versus penguins i think it's gonna be such a good match if that's how it ends up uh, obviously they those two teams fucking hate each other those two fan bases hate each other i feel like they're very evenly well matched up and i really do think the rangers can make a significant push the penguins do scare me the rangers scare me a lot more i think that will be like top tier playoff hockey
0: okay my favorite matchups I think are the Panthers and Capitals game Mm -hmm. just because it's kind of for me like the old guys who are like it it feels like two old teams that are like trying to win a championship one Mm -hmm. more time and I kind of love that
2: I agree I like because obviously I'm in that case I would be rooting for the Panthers me too but like I feel like Yeah, you got, like, Claude Giroux on one side. You got Alex Ovechkin on the other. I think, actually, my pick would just be the Panthers, still because I want Claude Giroux to win a Stanley Cup. Ovechkin has had his. He's going to probably get another, and he's going to have a lot more accolades. I'm like, get that poor man his fucking Stanley Cup. You tore him away from his team, and you threw him in Florida. So... See, I... I'm a Joe Thornton fan, obviously,
0: because I'm a Sharks fan. And like, that's just like, I feel, I just love that man. Yeah. And I obviously, I don't like Ovechkin. Like, I think that obviously he's a great player. One of the greatest to ever live. Like he's super fun to watch just as a person. I don't vibe with him. Mm-hmm. So that I, there we go. That's, that's how I feel. Um, And then my other favorite matchup, actually, Avalanche Stars potentially obviously these are I, I I think that that's as of what's projected my favorite other matchup just because I we love Kale McCarr obviously and like I feel like those are two fun teams like I feel like it's like a good bi- guy versus bad guys because people like don't love Sagan and like Boston fans don't so I feel like I don't know I I think it'll be fun to watch just because I'm cheering for the Avalanche. Those were my picks early on. So I'm going to be cheering for them the entire time. But I don't know. I think I, I like watching Dallas. So I don't know. There we go. That's.
2: I feel like Avalanche would just like steamroll Dallas.
0: <laughs> you do? See, I feel like Dallas at least is they, like, should. they should. They should. They should. But Dallas like is kind of feisty. You know, I feel like they're like the kid that if you smack them one too many times, like they're nuts enough to just do some fucked up shit
2: good the last few weeks I'm like this is the time like they're picking the perfect time to be like everything clicking
0: yeah so I don't know I think that that could be exciting I am excited to watch those other games I mean the the Stanley Cup playoffs are the best playoffs in sports I'm sorry exactly. like I'm I'm going to prioritize this over basketball unless the Bucks are playing like it doesn't matter what's on like I will be watching these games and I know you will be for work, but it's like, even if it wasn't work for you, like you would be watching every single game that you can.
2: Oh yeah. They're my favorite like topic, like Varna. that is my favorite playoff series to watch. So. Me too.
0: Yep. Um, I have a couple NBA things I want to talk about before we start to close out the show. Obviously it is the postseason in the NBA. I, fucking hate Tristan Thompson obviously because he's a piece of shit but like and people might be like oh come on like no fuck off like if you cheat on your pregnant girlfriend (laughs) like that especially with her sister's friend and then you knock another girl up and you're cheating on her while she's in labor like fuck that I'm out first of all yeah but then you lay a finger on Bobby Portis You are fucking dead to me. I feel like this is like the John Henry thing all over again. Like I will be in your walls. (laughs) Like Bobby Portis was escorted off the court last night, bleeding from his face. So fuck you, Tristan Thompson, and fuck the Chicago Bulls. Um I'm not concerned still about this series as a Bucks fan. It's tied one one. Um, like the, the the Bucks are just so much better than Chicago. Like they're fine. Like, I just, like, I don't know. DeRozan's fine. Like, obviously he's really good. Tristan Thompson, fuck you. You're still fine though. Like, um, I owe an apology to Celtics fans. I have been kind of a Celtics hater all year. The chemistry just wasn't there. And then obviously <laughs> they secured a pretty high seed in the playoffs. Um, they are 2 they're, they're leading the series to nothing over Brooklyn. And Brooklyn has so much talent. And um, Jalen Brown obviously has impressed me. Earlier in the season, last year, I said that I think that they should have traded Marcus Smart, but he has been very clearly a really good piece for them this postseason so far. Him and Jalen Brown are having great chemistry. I think that Jason Tatum obviously is one of the best players in the league. Um, And they've impressed me, but I do have to say I feel as though as good as they are playing, they've only had to really shut down one of the two between Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving to be successful. And I think they've figured that out and they've capitalized on it. But TD garden is really what's winning this series for me. Celtics fans are fucking crazy. Like (laughs) people who prioritize the Celtics, the city of Boston are my favorite fans. Really? My favorite. Like I Celtics fans are my favorite okay okay like I just I love them the the relentless just fuck Kyrie everything and Kyrie's fine for I will say I think finding Kyrie is soft like obviously something needed to happen like you can't be flipping off fans and whatever but like know people are relentless and it's like yeah that's part of being an athlete that's part of the fun of going to a game is getting to cheer people and stuff but it feels kind of like a fucking circus in my opinion <laughs> like how many times can you poke an animal without it like responding like these people are still people
2: that's true that's very true actually
0: so i'm just like i think that that's kind of soft like if people are gonna sit there and fucking dick around with Kyrie, you would better police them a little bit better or the like fines are going to have to get a little bit softer because at the same time, like we can't have people on TV going around, like flipping the bird and stuff, but it's like, that's kind of harmless. Like, I just, I don't know. Like, I feel like you either have to not let people like be that insane or like something's got to give here because that's just not
2: yeah. fair. Yeah. I feel like if anything, they should just kind of let it fly and like, be like, let him play, let him do whatever. Cause the fucking crowd loves it. They love it. It's true. Yeah, it's true.
0: Um, and you know, because of that, like, you know, that some nets shops somewhere are making like t-shirts out of this. People are probably making fuck Kyrie t-shirts. Like, there's gonna be merchandise and money to be made for people here. Like, it's clickbait, whatever. Like, fuck it. It's 2022. Things are a little bit edgier. I feel like the NBA, that's one of the things that they do really well is that they let people be themselves and they're a little bit edgier than the other leagues. And I like that about it. So if you're gonna play that card, fucking play the card. You can't do it half-assed. Fair. So that's my thoughts there. Sorry, Celtics fans. I don't know if that's gonna hurt some people's feelings. It's just how I feel. Uh, But I think that the fans at TD are absolutely putting on a show. I... I'm not concerned. I mean, I'm concerned for Brooklyn going down 2 nothing, but at the same time, they're going home. They're the Nets. If they get any sort of momentum, they could if, – if a team's going to push us to a Game 7, it's either going to be Golden State or – to a game seven going down two nothing it's either going to be golden state or it's going to be brooklyn and unfortunately for the celtics they're playing one of those two teams right now um so i think the td garden needs to continue to show up and show out if this is going to be a lockdown series for the celtics but even if they do survive this series i am a little bit concerned for them still going down the stretch but i've been saying that for quite some time um my only other basketball thought is i think that no matter what who Speaking of Golden State and the West, whoever comes out of the West is going to win an NBA championship. That is just going to be determined between whether it's the Suns or Golden State. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I just, I think that those two teams are playing far and above each other. And if they wind up playing each other in the Western Conference Finals, one of those two teams is going to be riding such a high. Like that's just, and the fact that the fucking Warriors are having, to consider having Steph Curry come off the bench is for a kid is not a bad problem to have <laughs> let me tell you so that's just i the, the warriors Uh, They scare the shit out of me right now. Um, So if they play the Bucks, I'm going to be shaking and crying. Um, So those are my basketball thoughts of the week. We are going to move into our sort of closing topics for the show. Pop culture shit of the week. I saw this, but I don't understand what it is.
2: Okay. So john daly you know john daly obviously crazy golfer whatever super super famous his son plays college golf and he got and he's an nil ambassador for hooters now and they're the first father son duo because dad's a part of it too first ever like nil deal that's father and son they're partnering up with hooters are going to be doing a lot of social media campaigns whatnot very on brand for john daly so that makes sense it was his son's comment that i thought was the funniest fucking thing in the world he was like in his statement he's like i've seen what the great company of hooters has done for my father like well i'm like like yeah i'm sure you have i'm sure you have and i'm like don't get me wrong i fucking love hooters i love i love hooters but i'm like You're making it sound like it's this crazy, prestigious, like, company that has, like, I don't know. He's like, I've seen what they've done for my father. I'm like, yes, we all know who your dad is. We all know his reputation. This all very much is on brand. It checks out. But, like, have some fun with the statement. Like, you just, it sounded so goofy. (laughs) Sarah, we need to go to a Philadelphia Hooters. Yes. (laughs) Don't don't have to ask me twice. I'm there. <laughs> I fucking love Hooters, and I can't think of a better place to go to a Hooters
0: outside of maybe Daytona Beach.
2: I'm like, I've been to Hooters. <laughs> I've been to a few Hooters down in Florida. I've been to the one here in Deto. We we gotta go yes. silly Hooters. <laughs> yes. Um, if you have
0: a favorite Philadelphia Hooters, please let us know. I know we have a few Philly fans that listen to this show because we fucking love the city of Philadelphia so much. So please let us know your Hooters recommendations because we are here
2: for Hooters. I, Hooters french fries are so good. Oh, they're chicken wings. I'm not usually someone that gets like chicken wings out. I could Fuck up (laughs) chicken wings. I've never had a chicken wing. They're so fucking good. Bones freak me out. See, I really don't take, I used to eat them a lot. I don't really eat them a lot anymore. But if I'm at Hooters, I'm going to fuck up some chicken wings. Okay, question. Yes. If we go to a Philly Hooters, will you pull a piece of a
0: wing off and give it to me and I will try it.
2: Okay, yeah, I'll do that romance
0: okay I'm gonna try a chicken wing out of Philly Hooters it's happening um wow cherry popping at Hooters what a time um so my pop culture shit of the week obviously one of us had to talk about it I figured it would be yours if I didn't put it down but it's all I've thought about all week Harry Styles and Shania
2: Twain at
0: Coachella actually
2: can we just talk about Coachella as a whole I would say, I like thought it was like Coachella actually could be my tea party. Like that could be something because that whole (laughs) Revolve fest, whatever the fuck that was. (laughs) I am on that side of TikTok. Yes, me too. That's how I know all these things. I'm like, what the hell is revolve fest?
0: (laughs) Okay, let's talk about it. So obviously I don't have anything other than about the Harry Styles and Shania Twain thing to say other than one, that Gucci outfit is my dream outfit. Mm-hmm. two that was the most iconic performance of all time and three I have never been so jealous of that many people in my life um that is the show that I feel like I needed to see before I died
2: yeah I'm so jealous of those people and if you have not seen it go look it up on YouTube because it was just watching I'm like holy shit this is so fucking good it's just the, the most iconic oh, duo and like the, Harry's like saying with Stevie Nicks too I'm like it doesn't get any yes. better than this no. This, honestly, this might be one competition. Shania Twain, you can't beat that. Those
0: first few notes hit. And I was like watching it on TikTok and I was like, you're fucking joking. <laughs> um, So that was insane. But okay. So if you are not like involved in pop culture, obviously everyone knows what Coachella is. There is this like clothing brand that is like basically what every influencer ever posts about and wears and whatever. They do like this festival close to Coachella for these influencers, which is basically what it's come out to be is like a content event where like people just go and like take pictures and like outfits and stuff. But there was like some drama like it sounded like people like couldn't get in and had all these tickets and like couldn't get on buses and couldn't get back and we're spending all this money on ubers like
2: what have you heard i saw i saw the first video from day one like day one just sounded like a complete shit show someone compared it to like firefest 2.0 which i feel like we overuse that phrase because people say that about a lot of things i'm like mm-hmm. i don't know if this was firefest 2.0 but i think you have to think about the people you have there It's a bunch of social media influencers Mm -hmm. that are there solely for, like you said, like it's a content festival. Pretty much Coachella is turning into a content festival at this point too, but this particularly Revolve Fest is an actual just content festival. Like you could very clearly tell like the way it's set up, like it's made for just taking pictures, like videos, whatever. Like that is its sole purpose is to get content there. And so you have all these people there and they, I think it was trying to get to Coachella there wasn't enough buses or something mm-hmm. and then you kind of had like a fight of the egos going on because it's like yeah. oh well, I have more followers than you actually yes. on the bus like blah, blah blah like a lot of pettiness to it which I feel like kind of almost like on the outside looking in just like hearing from them like this is kind of the danger of the whole like influencer like that is my up, biggest like, fear yeah like that they're like fighting each other like I'm more social media followers than you like do you understand how crazy that sounds like I am more so I should be able to get on the bus and not stay in the hundred degree weather without any water. Like, <laughs> like, that's insane. But then I also saw someone else make a TikTok. They're like, I'm so shocked that the clothing company could not put on a competent, like, festival for hundreds and hundreds of people. And it's like, revolve, like, they use these people, like you said, like that's the only thing they ever fucking post about, like yeah, um, top from Revolve, pants from shut the fuck up, and I saw someone, they're like Sheen, no, Revolve is like the rich people Sheen, mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. really is, because if you look at the clothes, I'm like, I've seen the stuff on Sheen, except it's so much more expensive, and I'm sure the quality is not that much better. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I totally agree with you, that's exactly what it is, I did see so I followed this vlogger her name is Sarah actually for Mm -hmm. like years because like I love her style and like I just love her as a person she's very much like always been like a size six like fuck it like I don't care about you like your attitude towards women's bodies like this is my body I'm gonna wear what I want like she's just like she's so cool like she's fucking awesome and I followed her since she was like a teenager and she went with revolve like I know that there was like a bunch of people who like if you spent x amount of money you could go and then they invited certain people and then certain people were vip she was like Mm -hmm. one of those like vip people that like they gave her clothing and flew her out and gave her like a wristband and stuff like that and she posted a video today that was like spilling the tea to talk about it but I haven't had a chance to watch it yet
2: I'm like very interested because I saw that girl who made the day one and she was like oh it's a shit show like blah blah then day two she's like oh no like everything's so much better now like blah blah blah." I'm like is it actually or were they like hey shut up (laughs) yeah
0: yeah I don't know so I'm excited to see how this kind of unfolds like and as people start to talk I think it's gonna be really interesting and if I'm not happy that people like suffered or whatever, but I'm kind of glad that this first like kind of blow up of like influencers and influencer spots has kind of revealed some things so that like younger girls who are struggling with this body image and that I need to be able to afford these clothes and stuff like that mm-hmm. can maybe see not to get wrapped up in these types of things because they can be really scary and like well, contracts and stuff are scary.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Did you see? Do you follow Remy Bader on Mm -mm. TikTok? She does like the realistic body hauls, like clothing hauls, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so she was, I love her. She's so funny. And she was at, I think she was at Revolve Fest, but she made a lot of content at Coachella, just basically be like, I'm miserable. Like, this is not fun. She was like, I'm just like standing here listening to the music, trying to enjoy myself. She was like, there's people everywhere. Like, for someone that's, like, more introverted or just, like, not about it, she's, like, this is a miserable time, and you just feel pressured to be putting out content and taking all these pictures, and it's all anyone's doing. She's, like, it almost just feels like a big content factory, and there just happens to be music in the background.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's so sad, because, like, you think about it, too, like, for the few people who actually go for the music, like, that sucks.
2: And, like, I don't know I feel like even like five years ago or so you saw a lot more celebrities going and like there's all this like big build-up to what the lineup was going to be like all this Mm -hmm. stuff I'm like fucking Harry Styles was there and the bigger story that came out of it was Fest. Fest. like there's way less celebrities going which I'm like okay whatever but I'm like they're just being replaced with influencers Mm-hmm. I know, like, Hailey Bieber went, and everyone's like, oh, my God, she's just wearing, like, a crop top and jeans. Like, like it was this, like, crazy revolutionary thing. And I'm like, I'm not the biggest Hayley Bieber fan. I'm kind of indifferent to her. But I'm like, she's just going to enjoy herself. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is that, like, as someone who
0: actually has gone to festivals, there is no way in fucking hell I would – I will repeat that. There is no way in fucking hell I would be caught in any of that shit that those people are in because I, first of all, would go for the music. Second of all, festivals are dirty and nasty and your shit gets fucked up and you want to be comfortable and people are climbing on you and crawling on you and on drugs. And it's like, that's fine. That's cool. That's what you sign up for when you go to festivals. I really don't give a shit, but it's like, You need to like, people are going to get cut if you have all that crap on you and people are going to break your stuff and like, just go dress like a normal person and you'll have more fun and actually be able to enjoy the music. Wear a pair of sneakers. You don't mind getting fucked up. Also, the fact that none of these people are wearing things over their face. If you've never been to a festival, you wouldn't know that like the amount of dirt and shit that gets kicked up in those fields. My first festival, I had no idea. I had like
2: dirt, like coming out of my nose for days see I went to Boston calling in 2017 obviously that's not near on the scale of like Coachella or like Lollapalooza or something but still that was like the first festival I've ever been to and I was just going because the lineup that year was like so fucking good but I remember I went the first day and I wore sandals yeah I was like I'm never fucking do that again I wore sneakers the last two days and not like sneakers I care about because they got trash or like mud dirt like (laughs) yeah
0: And it's like, I see all these girls wearing like heels or brand new shoes and stuff. And then people are posting like pictures of their blisters and crying about it. And I'm like, what did you think? Yeah. You're in the middle of the fucking desert in brand new shoes. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I just like, I understand like Pete, like obviously as people who do social media for a living, we understand how you make money on social media, Mm -hmm. but it's like, that also goes back into playing into the realistic expectations of things and these young girls. And like, it just, it's very sad. Very sad. Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah. Tea party segment. Mine's very quick. I just have to make note that the crazy frog is dead.
2: (laughs) I saw that tweet.
0: I laughed so hard. (laughs) I, and on Easter, no less, like, are you fucking kidding me? If you don't know what the crazy frog is, I feel bad for you. I think that this is like very much like an older Gen Z thing. Like, I feel like this is very niche, but like, I was very upset by this. I can't tell you how many times I would be listening to XM Radio Disney and like be craving for that song to come on. Disney,
2: Radio Disney, that's what it was called. They will fucking love that song. And I remember... A girl I did gymnastics with, her floor music was the instrumental of it. I had never been more jealous of someone in my life. (laughs) Ah, that is so iconic. That girl,
0: like, had it going on. Yeah, so I was really upset by that this week. Um, We also chat before the show about, like, what's going on with ASAP Rocky and Rihanna. (laughs) And we thought that this would be, like, a good thing to bring up this week. But honestly, neither of us know what the fuck is going on.
2: No, there's so many like conflicting reports because like, oh, it was started off with him reportedly cheating on her, but there was like no confirmation of it. Then they're like, no, that's not true, whatever. Then he got detained at LAX, was it yesterday morning now? I think it was yesterday morning. And they said he was linked with some shooting, but then something else came out today and they're like, no, like it wasn't him. Like he was framed, like it was someone else that I, I don't even know. I literally don't understand what's going on in this. Why
0: do I feel like this is somehow like Drake wanting to date Rihanna and being like <laughs> low-key insane? I
2: wouldn't put him fast though. Did you see Drake and Taylor Swift were hanging out together? Oh my god yes
0: I saw this. Okay why do I feel like whatever kind of music they're making is gonna be more mid than the Jack Harlow song that just came out and everyone's gonna freak out about it?
2: bad <laughs> yeah everyone's like
0: oh my god they're making music and it's gonna be awful
2: i'm like don't get me wrong i love both their music individually it just it does it's not meant to be it's not meant to mix yeah please if taylor please, swift love of god actually i'm sorry taylor
0: swift fans you can cancel me yet again i pray to god for the sake of the memes and the TikToks that Taylor Swift tries to rap.
2: We'll see. I don't think she's trying to rap just because she's like done a song before like Kendrick Lamar. I, and yeah, I, I remember like that. That doesn't even like get that much because it was just like, I kind of just stuck into one of her songs. I feel like if anything, that's what this is. I don't know. I just, it's like you said, it's going to be mid. <laughs> Whatever it is that they're up to. Meh. my my, my. Mid. Um,
0: tweets of the week, I had one and then had an even crazier situation happen to me today. So I want to talk about one thing really quick and then I'll let you do yours. And then while I pull up the one that I had for the day, I don't know if you saw this. Did you see the guy playing the guitar on the flight singing worship songs? I sure fucking did. (laughs) I would have shoved that guitar down that guy's fucking esophagus (laughs) that was that is literally my nightmare like if that happened to me when I was hungover coming back from Vegas on Sunday morning that man I would I would put myself in handcuffs
2: (laughs) I really shit you not considering just the bad luck I've had with airlines I'm like that would be my final straw like that would be it send me out of the fucking plane at this point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, I would absolutely kill that guy. How does that even happen? I would be buzzing the fucking attendant thing like, no tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> or I would just start screaming the F word. I don't know. Um, okay, before I do my other tweet of the week, I have to find it. What is I don't know what you're talking
2: about. Okay, so I posted a picture of me at Fenway opening day.
1: Like, I don't know
2: people like this is going sound weird. I don't think people notice that like I don't know how to put this. They have boobs <laughs> Because it like blew the fuck up. I was at the game and I did not check my phone and then I get out and my picture that I posted myself on Twitter has 45 quote retweets. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I looked at them all, and they are—they're interesting. I don't want to really repeat any of them. There was one of like a video of a guy that, like, yeah, it was a lot. Now I, I am going to go down this rabbit hole immediately. <laughs> like, okay, I know, like, not thinking, like seriously. You're all that shocked. I, don't know. I It was, I got out of the game and I'm like, why do I have like 5 billion notifications? And I looked and I was like, oh, like I have a lot of saw my picture. That's probably why. But then I was like, why does it have 90 retweets? But then like 45 of them were quotes and I was just going through like horrifying. I'm like, I'm never posting another fucking picture where my body ever fucking again. These are so
0: scary <laughs> that I have to go read those immediately immediately
2: right Um, now like one of them was like she's back what breakup that was like one of the more normal ones so I'm like what are you talking about like my breakup from like a year ago I'm I don't know (laughs) a lot of them are just like gross
0: um well fuck those guys I hope that I I might go respond to some just bully some people um, cause that's what happened to me today. That's my other tweet of the week. So some fucking asshole on Twitter said, I have respect for many females in the sports betting industry, but I can't stand on the ones who use their fatigue, their physique to advertise a bet. I'm going to start taking off my shirt with my beer belly hanging low, holding a slip and advertising my plays that way. So I quote tweeted it and called the guy a clown. And then someone responded to me and decided to fucking like lose their mind. It was insane. Okay, so where's the first one? Um, okay, so fuck, I lost it. Where is this guy? Okay, yeah, someone someone responded to my like clown tweet and said, fascinated by the steady stream of advice from men to women about what women should and shouldn't do here. And I said, yep. Yeah. And some guy started out this whole argument by saying, way to agree with a seven-digit Twitter handle instead of taking any accountability or being positive. And I said, but- LOL, what exactly am I taking responsibility for? Please inform me. And he goes, laugh it off, keep hating, we see you, 100 and he goes, that if you, I didn't respond. And he goes, actually, I'm done seeing you. Just smash the unfollow button. <laughs> okay. And I, and I, he deleted his tweet since. And I like quote tweeted it. And I was like, whatever you fucking loser. Like, I'm not mad that someone like wanting me to apologize to men is unfollowing me or whatever. And he goes, peace and love. And then has like deleted a bunch of his tweets since. But like, keeps like going after people that are like commenting on it still. And he's like. He said, LOL, you are everything terrible about social media. Swallow that with your Kung Pao chicken. What? <laughs> yeah. And then was like, just like, kept going after people, like being a lunatic and saying stuff that I'm not going to like say out loud. Oh my God. He's, he's, he literally just started commenting on stuff again. Like literally 30 seconds ago. I just got notifications. <laughs> he goes... <laughs>
2: oh my God, this
0: is so good. I love this so much. But I love how, oh my God, they're still going. Oh my God, this is amazing.
2: This was all this
0: morning and he's still going? It it was all this morning and it stopped for a couple hours. And literally the second I started talking about it, I started getting more notifications that these two dudes are still arguing after he deleted all these tweets. But my point is, is that that, like, I don't understand what I'm supposed to be apologizing for, first of all. But also like the guy who's like, uh stop hating like peace and love blah 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 is like now fucking like screaming at people that they sound like they're having a seizure and that like they have that they're fat and like stuff like that on my twitter page and i'm like you are fucking mental
2: oh my god
0: that's crazy like insane yep so i think that our tweets of the week are just how shitty men are what else is (laughs) now um, I don't have any closing thoughts. Do you?
1: No. So. Okay.
0: Thanks so much for listening to Saturdays and Seltzers. We love you guys. We will see you for draft week. Keep on sipping, y'all, and we'll see you next week.
1: First squeeze to Q. I can tell you new when it ain't just you. Gonna ain't just you. It's your whole damn crew. Got to hit us on mute. Cause they love that view. Keep looking at you. Ain't nothing new. This is not their world. They know you run the city, every town, every barrel. They know you keep it real, keep it classy, keep it thorough. With Sundays up for the boys, the Saturdays for the girls. Get them, girl, get them, girl. Because this is not their world. They know you run the city, every town, every barrel. They know you keep it real, keep it classy, keep it thorough. With Sundays up for the boys, the Saturdays for the girls. Get them, girl, get them, girl. Uh-huh. Hey. Saturday, y'all. Saturdays and (laughs) Celsius. With your hosts, Kendra and Sarah. Uh, y'all know who it is. It's your boy KR. Spot a kiss on the track. (laughs) Let's go.